time now for Scoops with Danny Mac, the podcast on 101 ESPN. Scoops with Danny Mac, the Monday edition. Hope you had a great weekend. If you're a Cardinal fan, this has been tough, no doubt about it. My name is Dan McLaughlin, and welcome into the show. We'll take you into Rivs and BK. So the cancellation of the Cubs series over the weekend at Bush Stadium. The Cardinals are now up to 17 individuals that have tested positive for COVID-19. Latest being outfielder Lane Thomas. We'll visit with Brad Thompson coming up on the show. We do that every Monday. So that's a total of 10 players and seven staff members. Our thoughts with them. With that announcement last night, the Cardinals have postponed their series with the Pirates, which was to begin tonight. The president of baseball operations, John Mozalock, uh, addressed the media last night and was asked about the latest cancellations of these games. It was really confirming a positive and then also adding to that that you know, when we did leave Milwaukee, we ended up having additional positive tests from that. So, you know, what's the right amount of time to not assemble and to try to prevent spread? And I, I don't think we know that answer perfectly because even when you go back to sort of what we learned from Minneapolis to Milwaukee to when we returned, you know, we thought we waited long enough and obviously we didn't. So I will say we are doubling down on our tracing just to try to see if we can sort of understand like where something may or may not pop up here. Um, so we'll continue to work on that um, tirelessly to give us a little more confidence before we decide that next step. Of most importance, clearly for the organization, health of the players and the staff. I feel like when we come on these types of, of calls, we're like trying to figure out, hey, when are you getting back to baseball? But reality is, is this has hit very much to home. We have friends and colleagues that aren't doing well because of this. And it, it shows you how powerful COVID-19 is. And yes, there are some players and, and staff that have, have seen no symptoms. And, you know, that's interesting, but there are people that are being affected. And um, to me, it's scary. And, and to me, it's something that I don't know how we can truly help them because we're like everybody else. We're, we're trying to learn as we go. But I know our medical staff has been working tirelessly to, to try to be uh, an ally to these guys, these people whenever they need it. And, you know, they've been working really around the clock since you know, two Thursdays. For me, that's number one, just the, the safety and the health of the players. And again, my thoughts are with them. Now, on to the baseball side of this, and I get it. That's where a lot of fans are thinking about it. Cardinals have now lost 15 games. They have only played five their last game was back on July 29th, July 29th. So if they would play on Thursday, and I'm not so sure they're going to do that, a scheduled doubleheader against the Tigers, that will have been 15, 15 days between games. Baseball players are competitive people by nature. And so I think like once we get that clearance to go back out and play, and I, 
you know, candidly, I felt like we had that little bounce on, on Thursday when we were back together. Everybody felt very encouraged, optimistic, and, you know, just were, they were just, everybody was thrilled to just get back out on that field. And so I think from a competitive juice standpoint, like where people are motivated to go, I think you'll see that. But I think what we have to be careful of is, is you know, we can't have too many more stops and starts because then I do think you have an adverse effect on people mentally. You know, my hope is, is when we do get this next green light, it's one that's real and one that we can keep moving forward with. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you start, you stop, you start, you stop. There is an adverse effect mentally for the players and the organization. So it does make you wonder, would they play this weekend? And I'm sure that is something that is being talked about today. It's got to be, uh, you know, being talked about from the offices in New York and Major League Baseball and how they do this going forward. Uh, how you fit 55 games in, or is it going to be 50 or 40 or 45 or whatever the case may be? But how do they do this going forward? How do you fit the games in? If you cancel Thursday, that's two more games. If you cancel six more against Chicago, can you travel to Chicago? How can this realistically be done? Well, I'd be purely speculating right now um, because I don't know if there would be... um, some conditions that would allow us to or not. I I just haven't really thought through that. I do think the math is tricky, Um, but I I think, you know, over time we'll we'll find out. I think me guessing at that right now is not helpful. And, you know, ultimately Major League Baseball is going to work hand in hand with us to see if we can. So, you know, I do think the the amount of games we, we have to play with the amount of days that are left on the calendar make it challenging, but We'll see if there's a, a, a way to do that or not. I'll ask for any help we can get when the time comes. Um, in terms of what that looks like, we'll see. Um, you know, you know, right now when you when you look at having ten players out, but a little bit to to Derek's point earlier, if we're out long enough, we might get a couple players back. So, you know, who knows? So, you know, again, day by day. Text line open, 65780-65780. My concern going forward right now would definitely be pitching. Across the board, if you're not really paying attention, and I understand if you're not, Cardinals aren't playing right now, and maybe you're not paying attention to the rest of baseball. Understand that. But across the board in the major leagues, we're seeing pitchers go down with a number of injuries. Um, And that's concerning for me. And they're some of the biggest names in the sport. And that has to be a concern for the Cardinals once they do get back on the field. Buster only was asked about baseball as a whole moving forward. I think big picture, they're not that tenuous. You know, I've talked to general managers this week who really believe that the perspective of Major League Baseball is we're putting our heads down and we're going to make this work. I mean, you guys saw that, that list of makeup games that we have with the Marlins, you know, seven games in five days. They're going to do everything they can to play. I do think after talking with general managers, that the two potential scenarios that could take down the sport, one would be if you had five or six teams all at once have a situation like the Marlins or the Cardinals have, and the other one is if some player of prominence gets really, really sick or, God forbid, worse. I think those would alter the conversation, but internally, there are definitely you know a lot of teams that are like, we are going to go ahead and plow through this because it's a business. And Major League Baseball wants to get to that pot of gold in the postseason money. Well, let's look at it from the Cardinals' perspective. Um, 
Five games they played against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is terrible this year. They played two games against Minnesota. Minnesota, by the way, was just swept by the uh, Royals. Um, So five games. Now let's get inside the division, and that's where you talk about what happens with St. Louis. 5-7-3. Dan, we know the impact on the Cardinals' schedule. What about the teams they were to have played? Are we close to MLB canceling their season? The Cardinals. No, I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think what they want to do is make sure that when they do come back, there's not going to be a stop, which they just had. So when they do come back, you're talking about inside the division, Milwaukee, Cincinnati, Chicago, very important games. Um, Dan, 20% of the season has been canceled. Just make sure that you uh, look at the Cardinals season and cancel it. No, I don't think that's going to happen. The Cardinals are a crown jewel of this sport. They're one of the best franchises in the sport. And that's why I don't think they're going to cancel that season. I just don't. I'm going to be optimistic until they tell me it's done. And I don't think that that's going to happen. I don't think that that's going to happen. Um, But I do think they're going to take every precaution now. And if that means an extended stop for the Cardinals, then maybe that's what you do to make sure that when they come back, they're ready to roll. Because especially with all the doubleheaders coming up, they've got to be protected with their pitching. They've got to be able to cover innings. It's something that you have to think about. Um, All right, let's switch gears just for a moment. Um, And this could be massive for the trickle-down effect in what's happening with college football. John Steinbrecher is the commissioner of the Mac, and they're the first of the Division One football conferences to say, well, we're not going to be playing football this fall. I'm crushed by this decision. I am, um, uh, I am so disappointed. Um, gosh, <laughs> I'm sorry. It, it's, it's just crushing that we can't um, facilitate the opportunities this fall because of circumstances around us. Um, I... <laughs> I, 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 that is just, I'm heartbroken on that. The flip side is I take comfort and I would say I, our, our presidents would take comfort and I would assume our, all others that we're making decisions for the right reasons. So now you have to look at uh, what's happening now with the SEC. You got to look at what's going to happen out West. The power five, what are they going to do? as it applies to Mizzou and the SEC. That's the big one. That is the big one. Brett McMurphy, college football writer for ESPN. I don't think we start at all. Um, I I really don't. Again, I just think, again, I'm just trying to think how the presidents think. And let's say seven conferences have shut down. Do you want to be the three conferences that go ahead and play? Option A is everything goes fine. There's no issues. You play a full season. Everything's great. Option B is things go wrong, you shut down the campus, the football program, et cetera, and then everyone points at you and why did you risk the safety and health of these guys when everybody else is shut down? I think ultimately because of that, um, we don't even start a season. We'll see now the trickle-down effect with that for the NFL. So if you don't have college football, what does that mean for the NFL? It opens up a lot because the NHL's done in October, NBA done in October, potentially no college football so no thursday friday saturday wow that opens up a whole different thing for the nfl jeremy fowler of espn hey pay attention there are some commonalities in the legality of it all you know the liability issue i mean that's that's the biggest college issue luckily for the nfl with a players union you can agree to terms 
So that removes some of the liability for the uh, for the league, you know, as far as if somebody were to get deathly ill. But, you know, in either college or pro, that can still cancel a season. You know, if you, especially if you have a star player uh, who is hospitalized as a result, that's going to resonate publicly with all these leagues. And so when you don't have a bubble uh, like the NBA, even though the NFL is trying to create 32 individual bubbles, um, you know, they, they have an advantage over college in that regard where colleges have, you know, 85 guys or so um, that they can or cannot test and they're just way more logistical issues. But uh, the fact remains, you know, if you have a guy uh, who is more than just coronavirus positive and actually gets really sick, you know, you have an issue of potentially shutting down. Well, here's the thing. One, guys are getting paid. The other ones are not. Big difference. Big, big difference. And the NFL could look at college saying, we're done. We're going to try in the spring, which they could. And the NFL says, all right, you want the golden goose. This is truly the golden goose. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, maybe even Thursday. Well, we'll be Thursday. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Pretty big. Pretty big. But the Mac was the first to go down. And, and again, it's not the Power Five, but still it's big to have that happen. And they're walking away from a lot of paid deals. I mean, you look at some of those Mac teams that are going to go in and pay, uh, play SEC schools and get big paydays, millions of dollars that they're walking away from. Uh, 636, MLB could push the season back, play remaining games during fall, winter at indoor parks. No, they can't. The election's coming up. They can't do that. That's the big problem with that. That's why they've had uh, steadfast in saying we have to be done by date X. Uh, it's about the election, and you got to be done with that by then. Uh, let's say the cards can't contain the virus. MLB goes on without them. We're, we're going to find out, but the Cardinals are going to get this thing contained, and we're going to have baseball, I believe, at some point, just a matter of when. So Thursday, I'm not sure we're going to play then. This weekend, let's hope, fingers crossed, Chicago could come here. That's maybe on the table. You don't know. Could have the Chicago teams come here. Do the Cardinals go there? We'll find out. Or maybe you cancel those games and you come to St. Louis. Scotty, you got something on your mind. What do you got, baby? I was just thinking, man, how much I missed it, but I'm optimistic with you. You know, you just are worried about the health and safety of the players, Dan. And you remember us talking last Friday, man. Not just the players, man. No, 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 no. I want to make this clear. Hold on. Hold on. Everyone. Okay, yeah, I'm worried about the players. I'm worried about the health and safety of the players. But let's staff everybody. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, the entire organization. Yes, that's that was a great, great catch by you. I, I, I mean the entire organization. And I remember just talking with you Friday. I, I'd asked you about something to do with what you wanted to see from the Cardinals on Friday, and your Play. response was Play. 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 Exactly. And I cannot tell you, Dan, at noon when I heard BK breaking on these airwaves, how much my heart hurt for the entire city of St. Louis and and you because you were just like, play. Scott, shut up. I don't care about the X's and O's. I want to play. Just, oh, it hurt me. Hey, I feel for the fans, man. I feel for people that, uh, I feel for everybody in this situation. You know, I I know the players want to play. I know the staff wants to be a part of it. I know the employees want to see baseball, you know, they're, they're cra- Everybody's craving it, man. Right. It's a tough situation. Um, so kind of like when we were waiting for the labor agreement, my whole approach to this deal has been just, I'm trying to stay optimistic with it. I really am. And the number one thing is just, just try to stay optimistic. If they can fit in the 55 games some way, somehow with multiple double headers, that's the way you have to approach it. 
you know, and be patient. I think patient is the number one word with this whole th- this whole thing. As much as I want answers and everybody wants answers, you want answers, right? Right. <laughs> everybody does. <laughs> but just uh, try to be patient. So, all right, 65780. We got a lot of text messages coming up. We'll do that later in the show. And a visit with Brad Thompson, my broadcast partner's coming up. More of what you want to hear. Scoops with Danny Mac in podcast form on 101 ESPN. Mondays, we visit with Brad Thompson, my broadcast partner. You hear him on the fast lane. And uh, Brad, is always good to visit with you. How are things going? Well, it's going all right, Dan. I, I got to tell you, though, I was not expecting to have a relatively the, the same conversation that you and I had last week about no baseball uh, for the Cardinals, at the very least. Outside of that, though, it's fantastic. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, I think I'm using this word more than ever, but patience. I guess that's the word we have to have now is we've got to be patient with this and let the the players and staff uh recover if you will get get through the the period of recovery have the negative tests and you know lord willing they'll get back on the field and people will get back to their jobs and and hopefully we get back to baseball i'm with you i guess you have to be unfortunately for me and i don't know how it works for you patience has never really been a virtue that uh, i was blessed with uh but what can you do i mean what can you do at this point because we do we get caught up in, uh, and, and this is everybody, you get caught up in yourself. Like, you're upset because you don't get a chance to watch Cardinal baseball or whatever it is, but you hit on the biggest point is you got a lot of people that have to get healthy. And you have a lot of, of different things that we've learned about this virus uh, throughout the entire process. I mean, the Cardinals did everything that they were supposed to do uh, from the knowledge that they had. You quarantine in a hotel. You have two days straight of uh, all negative tests for everybody no no new positives and then you move forward like you thought you were supposed to do and then all of a sudden more positives crop up so i just wonder dan at this point like what does that patience look like i mean that that incubation period can be up to two weeks at least from what what i'm reading and what i'm hearing I, i wonder how patient they can be and how far you can push things off because we're going a long time without playing baseball games supposed to have a doubleheader on Thursday and then six in Chicago. I just wonder how patient they can be, Dan. I I wondered, too, from the baseball perspective of pitching, um, they would have to get on the field, I would assume, Brad, at some point have a couple of workouts before they get back to any kind of competitive baseball. Would you agree? Yeah, I would hope so. The hard part, again, is just timing in general of how you can do it. Uh, if you don't have that, or heck, even if you do at this point, I was thinking about it just from uh, how I set up my staff. You're still going to have your five quote-unquote starters. Forget the idea of them being starters at, at this yes. point, though. Think about it as the, the beginning of spring. Yeah, man, it's the beginning of spring training again, and your guy's going to go 45 pitches, and then somebody else is going to come in afterwards and do that. And I, I think that's how you're going to have to piece together at least a couple of weeks to build some guys up creativity is going to be your friend now, like like trying to figure out different ways to attack this. And fortunately, again, the Cardinals pitching staff sets up really well. You have a lot of guys that can give you multiple innings. But you think about the competitive nature of a lot of these guys, it's going to be hard. It would be very hard for Schilty to hand the ball over to Jack Flaherty uh, game one, whenever they come back, if it's Thursday, Friday, you know, whatever it is. 
and just say, all right, Jack, go get him. And then in the second inning, his pitch count gets up and he goes out and gets Jack. Like, that's a tough thing to think about right now. But you have to get creative and you have to think about, look at all the injuries that we've had in this game already this year, specifically to pitchers. You've got to be so darn careful with these guys. And now the Cardinals are dealing with something that even the Marlins haven't had to deal with is this long of a layoff. Schulte, Maddox, the entire pitching or the, the entire training staff, everybody, when we do get back, and that's a, a further down the road concern, but they're going to have to be super creative and diligent to keep these guys healthy. When you have piggyback situations, and I'm, I'm sure you've seen it, maybe you've dealt with it, whether it be uh, in spring training or any other teams that you've been a part of, um, other situations, how does that normally work? Do, do you go two innings, three innings, an inning? How does that normally work in, in situations that you've seen? Yeah, a lot of times it'll be predicated upon just a pitch count in general that they want to stay around. And then you'll use the eyeball test, but it could start out with two innings apiece. I mean, these guys haven't done anything uh, for a couple of weeks. And generally with a traditional piggyback, you have a couple of guys that are used to being starters. So a lot of times uh, during that, Dan, you know this, uh, you're going to have, if a guy is going into his third inning and he gets two outs, well, generally you're not going to bring the other starter, your piggyback guy, in to clean up an inning that somebody else had. You'll have a regular reliever there to be able to finish up the inning and then let somebody else piggyback. So it's going to be about piecing it together. It's going to be about guys being willing to kind of jump into different roles. Mentally, it's going to be different for a guy that's used to maybe hearing his name called in the sixth or seventh when the phone rings to be ready in the third and fourth. You know, I, I think about, you know, John Gant is a guy like that. Gant can give you multiple innings, but he might have to do it early. I mean, these are all things that are going to have to kind of be weaved in and out. But uh, as far as where the starting point looks for these piggybacks, Dan, as far as like innings or, or pitches, I don't think that we could even get a clear answer to what that looks like until we find out how long the Cardinals are off and what kind of stuff they're able to do before they actually play a game. I'm going to ask you a two-parter. Be uh, Mike Maddox for a moment. Start with him and then be Mike Schilt. Um, what, are you, what are you telling your now to try to stay in some type of shape to be competitive at the major league level? What would you be telling your pitchers? Well, I'm telling them the same thing that I was just talking about them having to do. Be creative. I was watching a video of Adam. He put it out on Twitter of him playing long toss in his front yard or across the street into a net. You got to get creative. But the problem is for a lot of guys and for a lot of the younger guys specifically, they don't have a spread like Wayno has. You know, like so they they are uh, probably in an apartment, don't have much room. You don't have to do a jack did. You don't have to flip up a mattress and throw against it. Be creative. The last thing you can do, though, as a pitcher, and this, if, if I'm Mad Dog, this is what I'm telling the guys, last thing you can do is just sit there and do nothing. Like, you have to do something. You have to somehow keep that mental edge of this is going to happen and this is what I'm training for. For whatever, uh, you know, if maybe it's weight loss for some people, right? If you don't have an end in mind, if you don't have a goal, you're never going to get done what you need to get done. Like you're just going to go through the motions and it's just going to happen. Going through the motions right now is not good enough. You still have to keep that end in sight. I think that's where that mental aspect of it comes in. I'm sure that Mad Dog will be hitting on that with his pitchers. And then if you're Mike Schilt, you're the manager of this team, there's a lot of responsibility to make sure you're trying to win, make sure you're trying to keep guys healthy, uh, and trying to combine both. What, what do you think you're trying to do right now? 
You know what I'm doing if I'm Schilte, and I know this is something that he does because he communicates better with his players than most managers I've ever been around. I'm I'm just continually talking to my guys, whether it's text message, phone calls, Zoom, because I I want them to know that, that, hey, I'm here for you. We're listening. We're backing you up. Whatever you need, we're a family. It's the biggest thing. you got to keep these guys engaged. you got to keep them knowing that you have their back. And I think that Schilte is going to do a good job with, with that. From the aspect of whenever we get back, we're trying to win. Absolutely. I mean, he'll, he'll roll what he believes his best lineup is. They'll piece together the pitching as good as they can from a health standpoint. But I'm just talking to my guys because a lot of doubt can creep in in these times. And, Dan, you don't have to be an athlete to know that. I mean, it, it's the, the everybody in everyday life right now listening to this. The doubt has crept in through all of this stuff, through the, through the coronavirus or other things that are going on in your life. And when you have somebody reach out and somebody that you, you respect and trust and maybe work with, I think it means the world. And so I, I believe that Schilte's going to have to do a lot with that. I mean, it's managing kind of personalities and people right now more so than it is managing on the field. But it's something that he's been doing his entire career. I'm, I'm certain he's doing it now. Brad Thompson is my guest. Do you think Major League Baseball – Brad, and and you offer great perspective on this. Do you think Major League Baseball, with the amount of time, one way or another, depending on when they come back, whether it's Thursday or this weekend or next week, whatever the case may be, do you think they have to make an exception, some concessions with rosters, with the Cardinals, uh, with these doubleheaders that come up? Do, Do you think they have to expand those rosters for doubleheaders at some point? I think if they want to get as many games in as possible, and I'm talking about that, I mean Major League Baseball, if they want the product to be out there as much as possible, I think you make concessions. We've already seen them make plenty of concessions throughout this. They already made the one roster concession already for everybody of having it to 28 guys. I think that's an easy one, and I think it's one that where you can set your roster before each game. You have some guys that are inactive, so it's not like you're – September a couple of years ago where one team has 40 players and another team has 27, that's an unfair advantage. But if you just have enough bodies where you can mix and match throughout, I don't see the harm in that. And it's helping teams get through. So I think that makes sense. In terms of the mental aspect of what's going on, Mo was on a a Zoom last night. I don't know if you were on it. I was. And and he said, you know, with the starts and we hear we're going to play and then we're not and then we're on and then we're not. He said, you do get concerned about guys, you know, and just the mental side of it because they're excited to play and then it gets called down. They're excited to play, then it gets called off. Um, where do you think guys are right now on the mental side of that and just being excited to play? They're major league players. They want to play. Take the money out of it. Take all the other things that go along with it. They want to play baseball. Where do you think guys are on the mental side of what's going on? I bet it's pretty split, to be totally honest with you. I bet that there are a lot of guys that are just going home and say, yeah, I, I, let's go. Let's go. We're ready. Uh, you know, whenever we say we can go, we're ready to rock and roll. And I bet that there are others because, it, it, I mean, this is human nature at this point that are saying, God, look, man, is what we're doing, is it worth it? Is what we're going through? All those the mental gymnastics that you're talking about, is, is this all worth it? And to me, I mean, that's what, every individual has decisions to make. Whatever the sport, we've seen a lot of players end up opting out. We've been very fortunate with the Cardinals uh, outside of Jordan Hicks, uh, you, know, you know, citing uh, his medical reasons. Nobody has done that for the Cardinals. But I'm sure that some of that doubt is creeping in. But that's where leaning on each other means a lot. You know, that's where 
uh, Adam Wainwright calling up uh, his uh, his buddies, you know, calling up uh, the pitching staff and talking to everybody, and Shilty with the communication, like I, like I was saying before. Because being isolated sucks, and for a lot of these guys, everybody has families here. A lot of families have stayed home. You know, a lot of guys are just really they're they're by themselves. And even with uh, even with the players that have families in town, as Mo was talking about uh, on the Zoom message uh, Zoom meeting last night, that they're trying to isolate from their families just in general. Man, the, the loneliness is what gets doubt creeping in. So as much as they can reach out to each other and just kind of be around each other from like, you know, with the technology, the, the technology aspect, I think that means, uh, means the world to these guys. Oh, you kind of led me into the next thing. Do you think there's some guys that are just saying at some point, maybe the heck with this, we get into that point yet? I think so. I, I really do. I, I think that there, and I'm not even just talking about specifically with the Cardinals. I'm sure that there are players all around baseball that are, are every single day. I just thought, like, I know the stress of a normal baseball season, and certainly my stress of a baseball season is probably a little bit different than uh, the stress of, like, a, a guy that is, he's got his multi-year deal and he's locked in. But, like, the day in and day out of the game can be stressful. And then you add in this layer of you're already, like, mentally prepared. You're locked in and you're ready to play a game. But then you can't even go play that game until you get, like, an okay of a test that you took a couple of days ago. Like, I just can't even think, like, can't even imagine all the anxiety that might be there. So maybe some guys have had enough. And maybe they've said, "I I can't do it. If that happens, if it happens for a Cardinal player or if it happens, you know, for some other player, uh, in another sport, I get it. I, I understand. I'm not sure that I would do it. I, I think that I would play because, I mean, that's all, I, that's all I've known and all I've loved. But if a guy opts out, it doesn't mean they don't love the game. It just means, hey, I'm going to come back next year when things are right. In your opinion, when do you think we play baseball next? And I know that's a tough question to answer, but, yeah. but when do you think we play baseball next? <sighs> I, uh, I think... And I, I, and I want to be wrong on this one. I definitely want to be wrong. I wouldn't be surprised if the Cardinals don't play again until they come home again. So they were supposed to play a doubleheader on Thursday in Detroit, and then six days, three against the White Sox and three against the Cubs in Chicago. It wouldn't shock me at all if it were you know another week and a half until they actually played because just hearing everybody talking about the incubation period, the fact that you have to do it quote unquote right this time, they wouldn't shock me. What about you? What have you, what have you been thinking? I'm interested. Yeah. I I think they, they want to be on the side of being overly cautious, maybe Brad, and that would lean, uh, lean me towards that side too. Um, And if they did it, I I don't blame them. You know, I I, I I can totally understand it. I, I would think that the doubleheader in Detroit is a, a real reach, um, and then to travel to Chicago maybe a reach. Now, the one thing I could see is I don't know if you agree with this. Maybe having those Chicago teams travel to St. Louis. I, I don't know. Maybe that's an option. Um, but with the amount of players that you'd have to get back, number one, from the first amount of guys that have tested positive, and then now you got a second guy, uh, wave of, of players and staff. Um, and maybe they just say, let's go with the guidelines of the CDC, and I'd have to do the numbers on that. But that, that to me, maybe makes more sense. What do you think? Yeah, no. No, I, I'm with you. As far as like the other te- like Chicago teams traveling here, I wonder how much they would want to help you out, and like how much of a rush that other teams would want to go to and say, oh, yeah, I'll just go right to that team that had 17 people around them 
that that had coronavirus. I don't know how flexible other teams would be, um, but uh, I'm with you with, with the CDC stuff. The crazy part, and again, it's the math, right? And I, I've never been good at math, Dan. But you got some players like from the initial wave that are very close to Yadier Molina being one of those guys that he's very close to like being cleared, you know, whatever the mm-hmm. heck cleared means at this point. So uh, it, just from a personnel standpoint, I think it's going to be really interesting to find out like the waves in which the players are able to come back and how the testing ends up coming back. But uh, as hard as it is, patience to your initial point right off the bat, the word that you've been saying a lot, hearing a lot, preaching a lot, it might just end up being the only thing that saves you at this point. Because I don't know if you could handle a third shutdown like this, if that happens for you again. So I don't know what the league is going to do, Dan. I don't know how they're going to handle it as far as, hey, do you have to hit a certain threshold of gains instead of wins and losses? And I, Rob Manfred, I know he, uh, he kind of talked about this or at least alluded to it, but nothing has been set in stone as far as the playoffs if they're going to do it with winning percentage as opposed to, you know, wins and losses. I don't know. But if that's the case, I do know this. You got two teams that are going to make it from each division. And you have the Cubs who have been off and running, which, by the way, I didn't expect them to be playing as good a baseball as they have at 10-3. and three. But then you got Milwaukee sitting at 6-7, and seven, a 462 winning percentage. you got the Reds at a 438 winning percentage. And while it's a small sample size for the Cardinals, they're at 400. So if you waited some time, you would still have a chance potentially with winning percentage to still be a part of the playoff mix. But honestly, at this point, Dan, I don't even care about the playoff mix. I just care about seeing them back out on the field, meaning that they're healthy and ready to go. Yeah, and that's I think they just want to err on the side of being overly cautious. That would be my guess, but we'll find out. Hey, Brad, thanks. Appreciate it. No, you're the man, Dan. And at some point, I I promise you, you and I are going to break down some Cardinal baseball (laughs) games, and it's going to be fantastic. I can't wait. Thanks, Brad. Appreciate your time. Uh, See you, Dan. That's Brad Thompson. We'll hear him on the Fast Lane coming up later this afternoon. 101 ESPN breaking news alert. This is a tweet from Chris Solari, and he is the beat writer from uh, for Michigan State and uh, men's football and basketball from the Detroit Free Press. It says sources Big Ten cancels football season, no games for Michigan, Michigan State in 2020. And that's uh, a tweet from Chris Solari, Big Ten cancels football season, no games for Michigan, Michigan State in 2020. Mm. All right, back with more on 101 ESPN in just a moment. More of what you want to hear. Scoops with Danny Mac in podcast form on 101 ESPN. Six five seven eight zero, and that is the text line. Six three six. Roster size coming soon to twenty six limit. MLB will make expectation or um, exceptions. Nope. Roster size will stay at twenty eight for all teams this season. That was um, a decision made by Major League Baseball last year. So the roster size stays at twenty eight for all of baseball. So. Cardinals will get that. I would have to think, though, if they're going to, let's just say for argument's sake that they don't play until next week and you're going to try to squeeze in those games, there's got to be, I would think, some type of concessions, maybe early on. Maybe they lessen as they go along, but if you're going to play a lot of doubleheaders, concessions have to be a part of it. 
I would think. Because guys just aren't throwing. Um, you know, Wayno can long toss in a um, in his front yard to a net, but that's just, you know, just not there. You know, it'll be three weeks for him on Saturday. Flaherty, three weeks on Friday. Got to be careful about how much you use them early on. They got to build back up. Relievers, you know, you can get an inning or two uh, out of them initially. Your starters, you're going to have to piggyback guys, I would think, because you got to be careful. You just got to be careful. I mean, if you're Jack Flaherty, you got to be careful. Let's be honest about it. You got to be careful. Uh, Danny Mack, you think football happens? Well, SEC, maybe. This is a big one, though, with the Big Ten. Had the Mac fall, and now the dominoes are starting to fall a little bit. Commissioners of Power Five conferences, they had that emergency meeting on Sunday. Um, now the growing concern that football, other fall sports, they can't be played because of the coronavirus. Um, opens up the door, though, if you're talking about football in general for the NFL. They're trying to basically isolate with their teams, you know, If you don't have Saturday football, you don't have college football, NFL sees this as a window with NBA, NHL not playing, baseball be done, opens up a big, big window for them. I think the NFL tries to make it happen one way or another. I do. We'll see. But they got to try. I mean, it's probably about $17 billion on the line, so there's about 17 billion reasons why. Not to say that college football, there's not billions on the line, but different with the NFL paying those guys college athletes different story liability not to say there's not liability with those guys too all right uh, by the way uh, BK had a pretty big weekend big weekend so I'm going to cross it over with BK and find out why it was a big weekend for him when we come back more of what you want to hear scoops with Danny Mac in podcast form on 101 ESPN Ribs and BK, they're coming up, and uh, Jamie, we warned him. <laughs> we told him what he was getting into. We congratulate him. Don't get me wrong. Yes, sir. We applaud him. I mean, it's a big step in his life. He got engaged. Congratulations, BK. Thank you, thank you. It was a big weekend. We'll talk about that coming up here in just a little bit, but uh, it was We're giving you it trouble. Was a wild ride, man. It's been Good a wild for you. ride. Good for you. How did you do it? So, uh, I'll get into more details on our show, but we went to Columbia. We we both went to Mizzou. That's where we met. Um, so, we went to Columbia, did it right in front of the columns, had the photographer ready to go. Uh, both of our families were out there to be Aww. able to celebrate with us. So, it was... Everything went about as smooth as possible, which is stunning. I thought for sure there would be at least one thing that would get messed up, and everything went pretty well. So now, very nice, Scott. Well very played, nice, Scotty. Well played. Um, I'm hope I'm hopeful that uh, your parents are still with us. Yeah, and her parents are still with us. So yes. did you ask for the permission of Did her indeed, father? Yeah, okay. a couple of months ago, the pandemic has you know uh, shifted some things around in uh, in recent months, but Good. we were able to do it all the same. Yeah. So you did it without his permission, then, is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. he uh, <laughs> went around his back. <laughs> wow. Keith won't let me use his grill, but will let me marry his daughter. Yeah. So uh, that, there is, we go. that was very nice of him. Baby steps. <laughs> man loves his grill. That's right. Man of my heart. Um, blues, man. Mm. Mm. Not, uh, not, not good, Dan. 
Not good. <laughs> not good, Dan. <laughs> not right now. Not good enough. You're not so. happy. You come in here every time the Blues play, you're not happy. Not happy? Who the hell would be happy when you're losing? Oh, calm down, will you? I don't like it. I don't like to lose. I understand that. Just calm down. Now, if you're not happy Thursday, then then we got problems. But you're going to be fine. Well, I don't like losing, Dan. <laughs> you're going to be fine. I wear it, okay? I know I you wear, wear it. it. Just, just calm down, will you? All right. I'll breathe. Deep breath. Deep Things breath. are going to be all right. <sighs> Goaltending's been great. Yes, it has. They're going to step it up. It's pretty soon, hopefully, Bennington and Allen can put a puck in the net, too. That'd be nice. Oh, just calm down. Might be what it takes. BK, <laughs> what do you have on the show coming up? Uh, we got Greg Wyshynski of ESPN.com. He's going to join us coming up at 1145 to talk about the Blues. And I want to get into some of the subplots of this NHL draft lottery because it could be tremendous theater. Plus, coming up at 115, Adam Rittenberg of uh, ESPN. He's their college football insider. Yeah. Big decisions coming down the line. Big Ten has already announced it sounds like they are not going to be playing this fall. Yeah. Could the S. SEC, Pac-12, Big 12 be following? We'll see. But uh, Adam Rittenberg will answer some of those questions for us coming up at one. Do you think the SEC is just waiting for everybody else to say, we're out, and then the SEC goes, we're in. SEC is going to play. They are going to do everything they can to play this fall. I have said this from day one. I don't know what everybody else is going to do. I know what the SEC is going to try to do. They're going to try to make it work, and we'll see if they're able to. All right, guys, looking forward to it. In all sincerity, congratulations, BK. And it's Rivs BK next on 101 ESPN. You have been listening to the TV voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, Scoops with Danny Mack on 101 ESPN.